Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. You know that feeling when you walk into your home? Take a deep breath. And feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Pro Bowl vote is here, and Awesome Pro Bowl starts with awesome players, and your vote helps decide who gets a spot on the AFC and NFC rosters. Show your love, cast your vote. And make sure your favorite players make it to the 2020 Pro Bowl. Vote today and be entered to win exclusive prizes at NFL.com slash Pro Bowl vote. What is up? Welcome to another edition of the NFL Fantasy Football Podcast. It's me, your man, MG Mark Strand, alongside the Fantasy Hall of Famer, Michael Fabiano, and the Fantasy Viper, Graham Barfield. And uh, week 10 was sort of weird. I say I know we say this a lot, but week 10 was, was a lot of weird things happening. Probably more on the field in terms of than just in fantasy. I'm salty, bro. I'm still picking up my face from melting off from Cooper Cup not catching not a just, pass. What the hell? A against, pass. Against one of the teams... That had been the worst against the slot. And not only that, Drew Brees coming off a freaking bye at home against one of the most just vulnerable pass defenses in the entire freaking league. Ten points. Ten. No touchdown. (laughs) It was the lowest point total that a Drew Brees, Sean Payton team has ever scored in a single game. Nine. First time they've ever not scored double-digit points against Atlanta. And if you're a DFS guy, I had all kinds of stacks with Breeze and Michael Thomas, and the rest of my team's killed. I had Aaron Jones. I had I, I had some some tremendous lineups this week. Okay, uh, Ronald Jones, great play. 
Christian Kirk. <laughs> I love. What the hell was that? Yeah. Like uh, I, I don't. I, outside of being frustrated with the Cowboys, who I'm done with Garrett. I've been done with Garrett about a hundred times during his tenure. I'm done with him again. Like. Really? Dak is carving the Vikings up and you don't keep throwing the ball? Oh, we want to establish Zeke in the fourth quarter. He was having a bad game. They sold out to stop him. Keep throwing the damn ball. Anyways, I mean, I digress, but this was a weird, weird... And Alvin Kamara, too. <laughs> Alvin Kamara. That, Mar- I know Marcus likes to trash PPR, which is fine, and I, I respect his opinion. But, I mean, like, if, if you're in a standard scoring league and you have, and you have Alvin Kamara, he has he's sucked not, He's not year. giving you yeah. much. The touchdowns just he's been have not been awful. there. Yeah, they've not been there. The yeah, Saints, he's not... The Saints couldn't move the ball yesterday, which was just bizarre. I mean, Dan Quinn relinquishes uh, play-calling duties, and that defensive line actually came to life. Look at yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, they gave up how many sacks yesterday? S- five or six? Yeah, it was six, I think. Six, I believe oh it was. God, yeah, uh, It's so bad. And we'll talk about that, too, because that, that was one of the bigger head-scratchers of the day uh, around yeah. the NFL. I mean, you had, you had the Saints losing. Uh, you had the Chiefs losing to the Titans. Um, you had a lot of weirdness going on on the field in the National Football League uh, on Sunday. So we'll talk about that, some of the big questions of the week. Uh, a handful of things that happened yesterday, and we'll get to the bottom of whether they were real or whether they were mirages. And then, of course, because it is Monday, we will take a look at the waiver wire, which shockingly has quite a few names on it uh, this late in the season. Maybe not uh, you know, huge blowout names, but some names that could certainly help you get through uh, the next few weeks. So definitely we'll, we'll talk about that as well. But before we do all of that, we'll go behind the glass and talk to our faithful producer, senior Edward L. Murphy Esquire. Murph, what's up? I don't have any uh, football takes. I'm kind of uh, footballed out. But uh, I will I say that. this, though, I Marcus. get that. I love um, your rundowns are always uh, very clever and funny, and I, I love this one, uh, mm-hmm. giving uh, paying homage to Oasis, who hopefully reunites, because <laughs> apparently, like, this is the year, well, I guess, going into 2020, is the year of a lot of bands reuniting. Like, you see, like, Rage Against the Machine. So they're coming back. Black yeah. Crows, My, uh, My Chemical Romance. So, it's like, why not Oasis? I would pay tons of whatever I have in my bank account to see uh, Liam and Noel together Ra- again. Rage Against the Machine coming back together now it's just, it's just like I don't know it's like 10 15 years too late I was gonna say, although I, I don't know I feel like you know the way of the world today is is kind of set up for Rage Against the Machine to come exactly. back we need a Rage Against the Machine it's just like I, I don't just know just not the original Rage not, Against yeah, the Machine exactly. we need a new one we need a reboot all right, that's fair. That's definitely fair. Although I will say this: if if Oasis does you know reunite and come back, how long before Liam and Noel have some big blow up that just submarines the whole? You have to hope if you get tickets on the tour, it's one of the earlier shows because there's a good chance that like he just might walk off stage. <laughs> He's just gonna blow the, the, the whole yeah. thing up. As much so. as like you know, I'm a metal guy. Sure. I'm wearing a freaking Motley Crue shirt. Um, I you know I like I like some of their music. I never really got into them though. Like they have a bunch of really good songs, but it's not something that I really listen to like a lot. But I know a lot of people I mean, are excited about this. The big, uh, the big knock on them was that they were trying to be Beatles clones for sure. a long time, which I don't know. Yeah. Um, you know, I feel like the Beatles did so much stuff that it's hard to to have a successful career and yeah, not at least take a little bit from them. They're yeah, they're just a band that everyone knows like Wonderwall, and they're like, oh, that's kind of like cheesy. It's not for me. I'm like, listen, like not to be one of those guys, but like listen to a couple of their deeper tracks, their earlier stuff, and like their first album. It's like that's a good rock and roll band. Like I, I don't know, I'm I'm a big fan of theirs. Yeah, yeah. No, I you know look, man, I I was a big fan of, of a lot of their stuff, so it'll be interesting to see if. They By the way, Eddie, back. you know Cantrell's doing a um an acoustic set downtown. Yeah, I saw on, that on December seventh. Yeah, I'm going to be checking that out. That's going to be fun. So, uh, All right. Uh, in the meantime, let's do some news. Let's do the news. Uh, you know, we'll start with a little bit of kind of weirdness. I, I talked about some of the weirdness, but one of the, the weirder things from the week is that LaShawn McCoy 
was a healthy scratch last week or on Sunday, I guess I should say, uh, did not play at all. And afterwards, Andy Reid said it was in order to, quote, manage him the right way. Uh, I don't know, Fabs, that Twitter was buying that. I don't know either. Uh, I mean, McCoy had been playing poorly. Then he'd been having fumble problems. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And then guess who fumbles? Uh, yeah. Damian Williams was out in fumbles. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I guess the, the question is, like, what do we what do we do here? The Chiefs backfield had been hard enough to figure out already. Now, if we're just healthy scratching guys, I mean, can we buy back in on Damian Williams? What are we doing? I don't know, man. I mean, <laughs> this is this has been the same thing for the Chiefs' backfield the whole year, right? Bro, he's like, got a good matchup this week, though. Yeah, yeah. I look, look. I mean, he's got a good matchup coming up against I, the, the the former San Diego Chargers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. McCoy getting scratched yesterday was definitely uh, not something I think we were all kind of prepared for. Um, at the same time, though, I mean, he came out and played a ton, and I thought outside of the fumble, I thought Damian Williams looked pretty good, and, mm-hmm. and obviously last week he ripped off a big run, played 60 of 82 snaps. I mean, Darrell uh, Williams and, and uh, Darwin Thompson were basically not involved there. Um, you know, if McCoy does come back, I, I think by now we know what shade he is at this point in his career, and I also think we know the Chiefs are, you know, they're going to lean back towards giving Damian Williams the lion's share of the touches. Uh, the previous week, Williams was on the field over 70% of snaps, too, so maybe this thing is kind of shifting towards Damian Williams' you know, hand a little bit more, right. um, you know, kind of kind of going back and uh, in his favor. But at the same time, you know, this is still liable to just turn into, you know, LaShawn McCoy getting 10, 15 carries next week. Am I the only one that wants Daryl Williams to be like the featured back there? No, no, you're not. No. You're not. Yeah. <laughs> I lo- Number one, I loved watching him play because I see 31 and I see Priest Holmes and it's like, oh, man, nostalgia. But he was damn good when he got an opportunity. Yeah. Oh, whatever. Yeah. Who uh, cares what I want? <laughs> yeah, no one no one cares about what we think around. No, exactly. Ooh, Marshawn Lattimore week to week. Yep. With a Suddenly next week's matchup against uh, the play, Buccaneers looks much better for James that, Winston. As though uh, And Mike Evans. Because Mike Evans wasn't playing well enough already yes. now. He, <laughs> yeah. He's not gonna have to face Mike. Lattimore's one Lattimore. of the few players who's had his number two. Yeah. Yes, uh, he has, yeah. Uh, other news, this one impacting you uh, already for Monday night. The chances are you already know about this in case you uh, don't listen to this before the Monday night game. But George Kittle is doubtful for the Monday night game. Um, any of you guys interested in a Ross Dwelly, perhaps? Yeah, if you're desperate. I mean, if you didn't, <laughs> if you didn't get a chance to pick up, like, I don't know, well, Jack Doyle, Mike Kosicki, who failed yesterday. Even Kyle Rudolph, who was yeah, out there. Kyle Rudolph was out there. If you didn't get a chance to get one of those guys, yeah, sure, him or Hollister, your top plays for tonight. Uh, but I think this is a huge Manny Sanders game. Yeah, it's, no, me too. Spot for me. The George Kittle thing screwed me in our dynasty league mm-hmm. because I go, I go 12 personnel. I have Hunter Henry and George Kittle. <laughs> so, um, and I, and Hunter played Thursday night. So I had him as my flex and Kittle is my, as my tight end. And then the news comes Friday that like, Oh man, he's not going to practice again. And things are bad. I'm like, ah, damn it. So then I had to play Johnu Smith who led the Titans in targets and catches, but didn't do anything with him, which inevitably kept me from starting Damian Williams. And now I'm probably going to lose. Yeah. Oh, well, oh, well, um, so yeah, hopefully the uh, hopefully for Kittle, this is not a multi-week Please. sort of thing. Because good God, what if we don't have Kittle for a couple weeks? And Austin well, Hooper. Now it then sounds then like Austin moving, Hooper's now Moving on, Austin nothing. Hooper, who uh, left the game with a knee injury on Sunday. He is reportedly going to miss some time. Now, we don't know exactly how much time some actually uh, equates to, but this is where we are. So uh, Austin Hooper, who was the tight, or is the tight end one, who... Uh, didn't do much, but he did catch a touchdown. So at least gave you a, a decent amount of production before he left. Now he's out. Um, 
you know, I know we're going to get to do waiver wire a little bit later, but I guess this makes Luke Stalker in play now. Oh, my for, God. For people. Man, if we don't have Kittle and Hooper next week, we're, we're going to be looking at some pretty doldrum tight end options once again. Well, although we did that, I mean, this week we had some we had some heroes. Yeah. We had Kyle Rudolph. He was a hero. You know, we had some uh, we had some pretty good plays it's, there. It's Jared true. Cook was a hero. And if you were bold enough to play O.J. Howard. He O.J. Was Howard was a hero. Yeah, I wasn't bold enough or smart enough to play OJ. Yeah, you know what? Remember, remember <laughs> we were talking on Friday about the Greg Olson thing? Yeah. I, I went in and took him out for Janu once I saw that Corey Davis was yeah. doubtful. I still won, but God darn it. And now Olsen's going to get... Ugh. Well, the pa- the Packers have struggled Unreal. with tight ends all year. I know. I did I not. Know. I mean, no one expected Kyle Allen to come out and play as uh, as well as, as they did. I mean, they're... Even in the snow there, that was... Uh, What's yeah. fun? I love watching snow games. Yeah. I love watching snow games from my couch. Exactly. Yes, me too. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, don't want I have no there. interest in playing or seeing that. It's slipping mm. around on the ice. No, thank you. Dude, no. I, went, when I, uh, I grew up in Connecticut, and uh, from time to time, I would go to uh, the old Patriot Stadium, you know what I mean? And they had, like, the steel benches. That's And uh, I, I went to a couple of those games in the winter when it was really cold and snowy, and it's awful. Yeah. I mean, your 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 ass is frozen. Yeah, I was gonna say your butt ju- freezes. I mean, yeah, that's, that's oh, it's awful. It's the, awful. So, yeah. God, God bless those Lambeau Field cheeseheads, man, because they're a lot braver than I am. That's that, for sure. Yeah, that just seems really unpleasant, yeah. pretty much in every way. Uh, speaking of the Atlanta Falcons, Devontae Freeman left Sunday's game with a foot injury, so he's gonna go have an MRI on that. Uh, I would think. Graham, that at some point during the week, we may see the Falcons they sign somebody it. off the street because Ito Smith is now on IR. So that, that leaves them with just Brian Hill in that backfield. Uh, so regardless, I think, of what happens with Freeman, right. they've got to at least add another body at some point. This they week. do. You, you mentioned it. Ito Smith's on IR. Brian Hill came out and played, I thought, pretty well yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, need to go back and rewatch to see what he did. But uh, Falcons <laughs> Falcons going into New Orleans, guys, yesterday and, and just stomping the yeah. Saints. And uh, unforeseen. So, just, so, just, just so pissed about shutting that. Shutting down their offense outside of Michael Thomas was um, – I was – just not I was not completely nobody saw that I had some dude I had a I had a mute him on Twitter who like took a shot at me because I told him to start Drew Brees and you know I'm like dude yeah people are insane you're you're a clown people are insane you're a clown (laughs) (laughs) yeah there's you know sometimes you just learn not to you know put stock into what people are saying. I know but sometimes it's frustrating hurt people hurt people and that's probably the that that should be Twitter's tagline actually hurt people I I, thought may have Maybe that would have been your quote at the end of the show. That, that <laughs> <laughs> could have been. After this week. Oh, man. Uh, last bit of news. James Conner is expected to be back uh, this coming week. He's been missing time with a shoulder injury. So hopefully he's back on the field. Yep. Uh, it's been weird because Jalen Samuels has played well, but not so much as a running back. I know they're trying to kind of shoehorn him in as a running back. Yeah. Trey Edmonds has been the actual running back there, and and Jalen Samuels is sort of like a weird pass-catching hybrid. This is what yeah. he was at NC State, too, yeah. by the way. Right. He kind of played tight end. He played a little fullback, played special teams. He still played special teams for uh, for them yesterday. Yeah, I yeah. Think. <laughs> he's like the first starting running back in, uh, in, the, in the league. This That's year what they're play, down to. To play special teams yeah. and start for their team. Which, by the way, uh, Trey Edmonds had an interception yesterday. Which is sort of wild. Uh, I don't know if you. I didn't even. Yeah, uh, know that. the Rams ran a fake punt, and Johnny Hecker threw it, and I believe Trey Edmonds is the the man who got the interception. Uh, now I think in most leagues you. No, he up, wouldn't. He wouldn't get the points. But no, it would you be, would, it it would just be, be the, the special teams. And by the way, the Steelers' defense yeah. and special teams. We I, talked about this on the show Friday. Oh yeah. That defense is freaking sick. Yeah. Like they're putting up Patriot kind of numbers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they, I, Look at the totals. Well, I, they're not putting up 20-plus every week. No, which dude, is, look, they had 22 yesterday. Yeah, they but, did. 
did. They yeah. have been scoring points like crazy, man. Yeah, they they have really turned And it on. guess that, who they got this week? That front seven is so nice. Baker Mayfield. Yeah, they've got the Browns and then the Bengals in week 12. That uh, that trade to get uh, Minka Fitzpatrick has, worked, uh, out has well worked, worked out well for them. Well for them. Absolutely. High cost, but it's worked out. Absolutely. So uh, there you go. That's pretty much everything you need to know. That was the news. All right. Some of the big questions from week 10 as it gets ready to wrap up. Of course, there's the, the Monday night game, but everything else is in the books already. So uh, a few things I looked at from the week and uh, figured, all right, let's, let's kind of let's break this down a little bit. So let's actually let's start with uh, we were talking about the Steelers defense. I mean, are they the best defense in fantasy football right now? I mean, the Patriots kind of got carved up by Lamar Jackson uh, last week. The Niners have been good, but they're starting to show, show some cracks a little bit, especially as their schedule gets tougher. Um, I mean, are the Steelers, they, they look like a league winner right now. Dude, I, I, I think so. They're I mean, good, man. This, this, Patriots, uh, this Patriots schedule is about to get a lot tougher. They're going to play Dak. They're going to play Deshaun. They're going to play Holmes yep. over the next couple weeks. And uh, we just talked about their Steelers. Yeah, they their actually, schedule is really they actually nice. had 25 yesterday. Mm-hmm. Ooh. 17 against the Colts the week before. 13 against Miami, which is strange that in their last three games, the worst performance was against Miami. Previous to the bye, 14-11, 19-11. I mean, this is bananas good. Yeah. Like this, I, again, this is like Patriots good. Um, and, and you guys mentioned Cleveland, Cincinnati, and then Cleveland again. Yeah. And then you're at Arizona, Buffalo, and then Jets in the Super Bowl for yeah. fantasy championships. Oh, yeah, man. That's I mean, the Steelers defense is is, is just must start material at this yeah. point. That front seven is nasty and getting Minka is obviously just set them over the top. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Imagine if the Steelers had an offense, like right, they would be. So, right. You know what I was thinking? You know what I was so thinking? Well. Big yes, Ben were there, man. I was thinking yesterday. I'm like, imagine Rams, Steelers, like last year, Big Ben, yeah. Connor, Brown against Gurley, like the real against Gurley the good Rams and the good Rams. Jared, <laughs> Jared Goff Rams. is. Uh, I cut Jared Goff. I had him in one league. I cut him. It's over, man. He's yeah, done. Yeah, he stinks. He's regressed. He's awful. His schedule is tough. He's got the Bears this week. Good luck with that. And he is, he's killed, he, he, I mean, outside of Cup, who was awful this past week because Goff is just a, a brutally bad quarterback at this point. Like, there is no Ram, not one, not one that you can trust. Last year, Gurley was just dynamite. Woods was incredibly consistent. And Cup was great before he got hurt. And yeah. the only, actually, the only guy you can trust in this offense right now is freaking Gerald Everett. The, That's it. Uh, yeah, Right now, I mean, the, the M.O. to beat the Rams is so, so simple because their offensive line is so bad. If so can, bad. If you can knock Goff off his spot and pressure him, which obviously the Steelers have a ton of talent to do it. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the, that's well, the M.O. right now. And next week, the, the Rams get the Bears. Good luck. Yeah. So, have fun with who, that. Who, yeah, good luck. Who really? Uh, that's going to be really that's look, gonna, that could be like a six. The Bears have like, progressed this year, too. Yeah. They're, they're still extremely good. They're still very they're, good. They've done a great job limiting. And I honestly feel like year. that's sort of where Goff's downfall began last year when they played the Bears and they roughed him up so yeah, serious. Uh, they really got him confused and from then on I think teams sort of look not everybody has the talent that, that Chicago does on defense but they sort of use that blueprint a little bit to try and, and get Goff confused. Totally. Uh, we definitely saw it in the Super Bowl without a doubt and I think teams have started doing it this year and um, and, and it has not worked out well you know well what guys? We're going to really find out the truth about Todd Gurley next week. We really are. The Bears can't stop the run. They, they just can't. They, I, and that, that has been the one thing uh, that Chicago has struggled with all season long on the defensive side of the football. And if Sean McVay does not make every effort to get Todd Gurley at least 20 touches in that game, then we know that Todd Gurley's 
clearly not healthy. I mean, and is not someone that we can rely on in fantasy. Although we've sort of we sort of found that out yeah. over the last few weeks based on the numbers. But this should be this should be a Todd Gurley game where they lean on him to control the time of the the, the, the time of possession and keep Pittsburgh off the field. I'm sorry, and keep Chicago off the field and. If if Gurley doesn't get that many touches in this game, this should not be a blowout because the Bears' offense is not that great either with, with Trubisky. If the if the Rams, what do, I mean, Mitch three touchdowns, Trubisky, you know? the freaking Lions. <laughs> Listen, I'll put Marcus Grant in a jersey. I'll throw him out there against that defense, and you'll have two fifty and two I, touchdowns. I also you may throw, throw a left. pick. You may throw a pick, but <laughs> you won't have a bad stat line. This is the week where we're going to find out if we can trust hey, Todd Gurley during the fantasy playoffs. It only this took, is the week. It only took Trubisky a half to get ready. He just had to get warmed he up yesterday. Loose, you know? He just had to get warmed up yesterday to get going. You know. Yeah. Um, they're they're going to have a different quarterback next year. Speaking of the Rams, and, and this is not, you know, I, I hadn't planned to talk about this, but it comes up, so let's get to it, right? Todd Gurley. Did not have a carry. Did not have a touch in the fourth so quarter. So stupid. Yesterday. Stupid. After the game, Sean McVay was asked about it, and he says, uh, let me just pull the quote right here. Uh, quote, that was kind of just the rotation. Sometimes it's where we're getting because I'm on both sides of the headset, and there's a lot of trust for our coaches to really be able to say who's in, and I'll click, and I'll kind of click back on, and we know what we're going on. <sighs> stupid. I Like, I don't. I don't get it. And last year, we kind of heard this in the playoffs and in the Super Bowl that, you know, we couldn't get a rhythm going, so we couldn't run the football. We couldn't get Todd involved. Like, I don't uh, look, I don't understand. I'm, be, I'm beyond ignoring Sean McVay and what he thinks about Todd Gurley and what he says about Todd Gurley in the media because it's just been wrong for a year now. I mean, he's, he's just outright not been truthful about uh, not only Gurley's health, but his usage and just, I mean, Gurley is what he is at this point. Right, but... How do you not? How you don't give him a touch at all in the fourth quarter? Well, this is also a, this is also a coach that didn't give him the um, ball enough in the Super Bowl. I mean, especially and, in a game that was close. It's not like they were getting blown out. I know. It, and Gurley was good, man. For what it's worth, yeah. What he averaged six yards a carry. For what it's worth, I thought Gurley. Gurley does not have the same lateral agility, not even close, that right. he had it previously. But I, I thought he looked pretty decent yesterday. And, that was definitely right. some of the best he's looked all year. I didn't get it. And he scored, what, seven and a half points? Something like that. Yeah, it's just 73 yards rushing. Oh, that's it. Gosh. Yeah, that's it. I don't uh, get it. Next week, I mean, next week we'll find out if we can trust Gurley in the playoffs. Yeah, which I, I'm not I'm not optimistic. No. Not optimistic. Uh, staying in the division. Is Kyler Murray a QB one for the rest of the year? I mean, I, look, I know it's one thing to play well against the Bucs, but let's go back to last Thursday when he had a really nice game against the 49ers defense. The schedule is fairly nice. I mean, he's got the Niners again this week. Are you really playing Mur on the road against your beloved 49ers? No, this is you a week, are not. He this got is lucky. a week, well, maybe got, I'm not. He got somewhat lucky. In Arizona, okay, he some really nice 80, throws. I know, I know, I get it. He didn't. He had Kyler makes than, throws every week. He had fewer than two points going into the half, and then he had that 88-yard touchdown to Isabella, which saved his bacon. Okay, I don't see that happening in San Francisco. If I've got a quarterback that I trust, maybe a little bit more than Kyler Murray, uh, like Josh Allen, I would play over him next week because he's got Miami. I don't think he's a must-start this week. But he has been everything that we sort of expected him to be. I mean, like in the preseason, I thought he could be a top 10 quarterback. He's probably he is right now. Their next three games he's, are really tough. I mean, they get Niners, then the bye, and then they have the Rams and Steelers. Uh, and, you know, for what, I mean, you can say what you want about the Rams, but we just spent, you know, five minutes talking about how good the Steelers <laughs> are. So. No, dude, seriously, yeah, man. Again, yeah. I love Kyler. I, I love I, him. Yeah, I love him too. It's just but it's this this little schedule stretch. He's not Lamar Jackson. Pretty difficult. He's not Lamar Jackson. He's, he's not a guy that you're like, I don't care, Patriots, don't care, throwing him out he's there. He's QB5 not, right now. Yeah, I'm not going there with Kyler. He's yeah. QB5. But I do love him. All right. Well, I love him. Um, 
we talked about this a little bit at the top of the show, right? This this Falcons Saints game. I mean, that was the one where everybody kept checking back on the score and like, is this is this really happening? Are the, are the Falcons is this actually real winning? life? Is this exactly? I don't know what was strange in New Orleans seeing that the Saints weren't scoring any points against Atlanta, or that Saquon Barkley had 13 carries in one yard, one yard against the freaking Jets. He had one more rushing yard than all of us one. combined, and he something that he ain't right. He's not. Well, right. he also was, went for X-rays after the yeah, game he's, too. He's and, not uh, right. Dude. I don't know if we've heard anything about I, that. Just I have yet. not. I have not read anything. They have about a bye it. week coming up, so, so I mean, that's good. But it's a little time for him to rest. Um, but yesterday, I mean, was that more about the Falcons maybe figuring some things out defensively? Was it about the Saints maybe overlooking them? I'm trying to. I'm trying to wrap my head around exactly what went sideways. In I'm that letting game. Grant take this one because I'm. <laughs> Falcons, hats off to the Falcons front seven, man. They did a good job pressuring Breeze and kind of knocking them off their spot. Uh, Breeze dropped back to pass 55 times. Alvin Kamara and Latavius Murray combined to get nine carries in this game. So I was a little bit surprised to see Sean Payton and the Saints lean so heavily on the pass. Uh, I thought this was a good game for, for both Murray and Kamara potentially to get going on the ground. And for whatever reason, you know, this the Saints offensive line and um, – just really struggled to stop this this pass rush. I thought the Falcons did a good job firing up some some kind of you know pretty unique blitzes and uh, some stunts to kind of confuse Breeze and and it worked. I mean it's <laughs> it, it worked. Was that their plan to just well to just play awful defense I, I until week ten? And well, then I do. Go into it, New Orleans and beat Breeze. <laughs> right. It does matter though. I mean Dan Quinn like Dan Quinn relinquished. No no no. Right. Dudes, yeah yeah. Mark said talked about yeah, that. yeah yeah and it's just. Uh, <laughs> just further cements like what what is Dan Quinn's actual job over right there? yeah it is like what what exactly he's unlikely say to have that same job do here um so there you go um oh but by the way what I feel like we don't talk enough about Michael Thomas this year right well he's just so I mean he's like good. it's just like he's just so consistent you just plug him in is, you know you just go about your business and you don't worry about him his, his game logs this year are seriously a thing of beauty I mean it's it's literally they're they're so consistently ridiculous yep. Uh, it's it's absurd. He's got like, I think he's got over eighty yards or a touchdown in every game so far. And and now he's got Tampa coming up next. Oh boy, giddy up. Yep, yep. So uh, there we go. So Michael Thomas just just good. Uh, last big question from the week. Um, is Baker fixed now? He had the, he had two touchdown passes for the first time this season. Like, uh, is he is he okay now? Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh coming up, sitting him. Don't want him. And you know what? His best games are like 17 points. They, they play Pittsburgh That's twice, it. Yeah, twice in the next uh, yes. three weeks. Yeah. The only time, and uh, I don't have the schedule up in front of me, but I know the only time that I'm going to even consider playing Baker Mayfield is when he plays I'm, the Dolphins. I'm just blown away that this was his first game with more than one passing touchdown. Yep. I mean, I that's just, that's insanity. He's got, yep. so no, he's got it took him 10 weeks to get there. Pittsburgh did Miami in week 12, so he's a start him then. Then Pittsburgh week 13, no, no thank you. Then he's got Cincinnati. Then he's at Arizona, and then Baltimore in Week 16. So there is going to be some games where potentially he can help you, but we're also like going to be through our heavy bye weeks here coming up, right? So we've got four teams on a bye this week. We got four teams on a bye in Week 12, and then we're done. And then it's turkey. I mean, and then it's turkey time. I mean, it's amazing how much this changes week to week. And we sort of know this, right? But a couple of weeks ago, it was so bad for the Browns that we were like, I don't know that I would trust Baker even in a good matchup. Now he comes out and, and has a nice game. Um, you know, against what is on paper at least a pretty decent defense in yeah. Buffalo. And now we're like, oh well, the end of the schedule is actually kind of nice. So maybe, uh, maybe we can slot him in there in good matchup weeks. So. Yeah. Well, we'll have two of them at least. Yeah. So, I don't know. There you go. Uh, all right. So, now looking at things that are real or mirages from the past week. Uh, and since we're talking about Cleveland, let's let's start here. Because Kareem Hunt had a pretty nice game. 77 yards on 11 touches. I mean, didn't find the end zone. More but points than Nick Chubb in PPR. 
Right. And so it was a situation where both those guys were also on the field a lot at the same time. And, and you know, we'll, we'll talk about Arizona in a second, but I felt like the Browns used their two running backs the way I was hoping the Cardinals would use their two running backs, right? Where you yeah. had uh, you had Nick, uh, where you had Nick Chubb in the backfield, you had Kareem Hunt kind of split out wide or in the slot or what have you, and he was like a pass catcher there for this offense. I mean, can we count on this? Because this is something we can kind of believe in going forward with the, with Kareem Hunt now. Hats off to the Browns; they had a plan for Hunt, and it worked. Uh, I, I do think, in a way, this is something we can count on because they have not had a number three receiver all year long. They've been just been kind of like, either through injury or suspension, they've been just scratching the bottom of the barrel for trying to get some production out of their third receiver spot. And, and Hunt was that yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say, Chubb still played eighty percent of the he team's snaps. Played a snaps, lot, by right? the way, and he's just. I just think, if anything, Hunt is going to be the receiver in this situation. Yes. And Chubb is clearly the lead, the lead runner. Have you guys ever seen a worse sort of uh, attempt or what was it? How many attempts to score a touchdown? Uh, I, eight. I, was it? I lost count. At least they had eight in one sequence. I don't need that. I've, I've seen a worse team down. <laughs> that was bad, dude. If you're going to run the ball, just at least once try to spread them out. Just try to spread them out <laughs> once. If you're going to run the ball that, that many times, so at least so put bad. three receivers on the field once and try to get a little bit of spacing. Yeah. My God. Yeah. Yeah. I, Whatever. It was, it was, I mean, look, I'm not a Browns fan, so at some point it became comical, right? Like, just kind of watching them try to do this and, and not being able to, to score and, and like, even the times they tried to pitch it to uh, to Nick Chubb, you just had two or three Bills defenders just waiting on him yeah. as he got to the edge. Yeah, they're like, "Come on, <laughs> right? Keep coming." Just waiting on him as he got to the edge and uh, you know trying to see if he could score a touchdown there. All right, so we go from Cleveland, where I felt like they used their two running backs well, to Arizona, which was kind of a cluster. Um, David Johnson looked. He, he was he running, look right. he was running like he out. had a boulder He's, strapped to his he back. He doesn't look right at all. Um, he did line up in the slot or out wide a few times, uh, but a lot of times it was just, you know, he was in the backfield or Kenyon Drake was in the backfield. It was sort of a weird split. And look, and not, not like Drake was great yesterday either. I mean, neither one of them really gave you a whole lot. Another Marcus Grant PPR superstar. Six catches, six yards. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, I, I, at this point, I'm just wondering, like, is David Johnson? Because I don't know what you do with him. Like nobody's gonna trade you for him. Nope. Can't can't play him. Can't He's got really the Niners play. coming up. I mean, it's just it's. Can't do it. I almost just wish at this point that the the Cardinals would say, you know what? He's not right. Let's just sit him down for however many weeks. If we got to put him on IR, so be it. Right. And like one, it it saves them the the trouble of trying to shoehorn him into the offense and for us selfishly it means that we just we just know for a fact that he's just not going to be yeah. playable and, you know the Car- the cardinals are just they're dying to have some some bodies some decent bodies to go put out their receiver andy isabella again popped yesterday but i'm with you man like dj you know the, the cardinals have their buy in week 12 and if he was this banged up why didn't they just rest him these next two weeks i know and and just let him sit right let, let Kenyon drake kind of do his thing kind of rotate in your guys but play andy isabella a little bit more it's just mm-hmm. it, dj looked just extremely sluggish. it was just it was very strange sluggish. man like and, and you know again he's got the niners coming up on the road so you can't play him maybe you play drake he had that huge game against him you know last time again it was at home not on the road so um and i think a lot of it also is is going to depend on what we see tonight in this game against seattle san francisco comes out and beats the seahawks like uh, there's still people out there that that don't know that they're for real because you know they haven't really beat that great team they beat the rams they're not a great team um 
Marcus, I know, I know he's he's looking forward to this contest, but I mean, you know, that Niners that Niners team comes out and, and beats Seattle on their home field tonight, man. They're going to have a lot of juice for the following week in the game that they should certainly win. So um, that's going to be interesting. It's going to be very interesting. Yeah, I mean, it'll be, it should but be. But you guys are right. I, selfishly, I want I just freaking give the ball to Kenyon Drake when when Edmonds comes back, he can be the backup until David Johnson is ready. Keep him on the sidelines because that I I have him in one league. I didn't play him. I didn't touch him. I just don't trust him, and that's that. that I don't trust him anymore. I can promise you after that game. Yeah, <laughs> it was bad, dude. It was not great. Um, like I said, Kenyon Drake wasn't. He wasn't any great shakes. Either, no, he wasn't. But, uh, like I just, you know, it's sort of like what we asked for in Tampa, right? Where we just want one of these guys, yeah, to be the guy. How do you? By the way, how does your guy fumble like that yesterday? And then Ronald. Yes, Rojo. And then Shane Barber comes in and plays the final possession and gets, and gets a touchdown. touchdown. That would have been Rojo's touchdown. Loving, yeah. We're all loving. Oh, Ronald Jones! It's finally <laughs> going to happen. It's finally going to happen. He's running down the sidelines. No one's near him, and he fumbles the just, damn ball. He just dropped, dropped it. it. Just oh dropped it, man. Still scored twenty points. Come on. No, he did. But then, like, but now there's that. Like, you're like a little worried because that final possession it was Peyton Barber who got into the end zone. And you're like. No. Also, after like three tries, too. No, I, like, it wasn't I, right away. They ran the same play back-to-back times. Um, and they've got New Orleans coming up, and their defense is really tough against the run. I've, uh, so, I've, always, I've always had this theory that just to spice up the NFL, there should be one game unannounced where they just play with a greased-up football. <laughs> right? Just, just you know. They did, they did that in a playoff game. Uh, Cowboys-Seahawks, <laughs> like, where the ball went right through Romo's hands as as. Oh, I yeah, the field was, goal. The I believe field goal it was attempt. Martin Gramatico would have would Was it Gramatico or was it Jose Cortez? No, I think it was Gramatico. I'd go back and look. And, uh, yeah, that was the Vaseline ball. Which, uh, which also, like, in that game, by the way, like, everybody kind of, you know, you, Romo almost yes. got a first down. Almost. He could have got a almost. first down without scoring a touchdown. Yes. And he yes. almost got a first yes. down, which would have kept the drive yes. going. Yes. But, uh, yeah. That, yeah. A, more more, more fuel to my Cowboys fire too today. Many, too many people remember that Romo play as like his key moment. But right. he was just like one of the most entertaining quarterbacks. He really was. Of, of that generation. Think about it. Like, I mean, you know, being a Cowboys fan, you know, was certainly fun back in the 90s. Lately, though, I mean, lately we've actually been, you know, winning division. It's not really that great, whatever. You know, we've gotten to the playoffs. Cowboys our, been, they're close our, every year, and it's our just— Our playoff— we, we know what the problem is. Heartbreaks <laughs> are—I mean, maybe not as much as the Saints last year. Let's put it that way. But, I mean, like, you remember the Aaron Rodgers throw to Jared Cook who couldn't catch a cold on the <laughs> sidelines, and then yeah. Mason Crosby nailed that field. I mean, yeah. the Cowboys had some real heartbreakers, and that was one of them for me. Man. That's uh, the Vaseline ball in Seattle. Yeah, man, I'm telling you, man, like that would be. I'm gonna, I'm gonna write Roger Goodell about that. See if he wants. To, see if the competition <laughs> committee wants to put that into effect next year. That'd be year. funny. That'd be really interesting. Yeah. Um, for the second time in three weeks, Darius Slayton had a two touchdown game. Uh, I know, like the whole two touchdown thing is not going to happen regularly, but just bigger picture here about him, kind of working more into the rotation, especially you know Sterling Shepard dealing with concussion issues. Uh, you know, hopefully Evan Ingram is back after the bye and what have you, but. Um, they need they need a compliment to Golden Tate in that offense, and I'm starting to wonder whether or not Darius Slayton has kind of become that guy. Yeah, he, so here's hey. the yeah he was awesome yesterday, and he was the hero that everyone wanted, and no one started. Let's put it that way, right? Yeah. Um, but they've got a bye this week, and you've got four teams on a bye. So, can you afford to pick him up and sit on a roster spot for two weeks? And, and then Sterling Shepard might be Sterling back Shepard might be back. And I've been told that Evan Ingram will be back after the bye week. So it's not as if there's going to be that many targets available. Yeah. So like Slayton should be like one of the three or four top pickups off the waiver wire in any other week. 
I don't even know that I would put in a claim for him. Yeah, with the I bye. I can't com- use him this week. With right. The, with the bye coming up, you're right. It's kind of crazy though. Slayton had 17 catches coming into this game, and he just goes freaking nuts. What, 10 yesterday? yesterday? Yeah, 10 for 121. Yeah. Yeah, just insane. And obviously the two scores, so. Yeah. Uh, 14 targets for Darius Slayton. Yeah. Was so not wild. was not was not projected. And Golden Tate still had a monster game. Yeah, Golden Tate did. Yeah, he, he had still had a monster had, what, game. Ninety some odd yards and are a pair we, of touchdowns there too. Are, are, guys, are are we ready to affix uh, the the dreaded bust label on Saquon Barkley? No, no. Not I mean, right. he's he's a disappointment. Yes, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say he's a bust. Um, I mean, I'm just trying to look at where he is, bro. Uh, I mean, I'm scrolling. He's he's RB eighteen right now. I mean, he also missed what a couple of games with a high ankle sprain. Yep. Um. Disappointment, yes. I, I I can't quite go with bust. Yet. Okay, all right. I'm just I'm just saying, you know. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yesterday, yesterday. Last was two not games great. combined, twenty three point six points. He had the huge game against Detroit because everyone crushes them. Seventeen points against Arizona, which I mean, eh, seven and seven point seven in Tampa Bay. Uh, his last game that was the game that he got injured. Um, I don't know, man. Yeah. I, I mean, if 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 he's out again. Uh, yeah, I don't know if, if he's going to miss more time, I mean, at least they have a bye week. Yeah, but the, um, the good thing is that it's, the matchups down the stretch are really favorable. He's got Chicago, Green Bay, then Philadelphia, which has got a tough run defense, then Miami, and then Washington. So he nice. can more than make up for it if yeah. he's able to come that back, is, and hopefully he is. That is really nice. I, you know, obviously, I think it's probably it's probably likely that Barkley's less than 100%. I mean, high ankle sprints tend to tend to nag, and it's right. not something that's probably been 100% over the last month since he came back. But uh, last year, Barkley ripped off so many long gains. And this year, we, we saw it kind of early in the year. He had a couple huge plays. But since he's come back from the high ankle sprain, the kind of the explosive, big rushing plays have not been there. And I think that's kind of what sunk his total yesterday. Yeah. I just, I, I mean, my God, one, 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 one yard, yard is just, I mean. I got, th- that's, I mean. I got I got to talk to our research guys, but I mean, like, that's that, that's that's terrible. Yeah, Giants offense. That is, I mean, that is just awful. Giants offensive uh, line was overwhelmed yesterday. Yep. Yep. Uh, by the Jets. Ooh, I feel bad, Eddie. I see he's he's breaking out the cleanup. I don't know, man. I feel like Eddie he's has uh, Eddie Eddie has gone into you know the the chase for chase, right? That's kind of where you guys are now, right? Bingo. 100%. <laughs> the chase for Chase Young. Totally switch to tank mode. I'm ready. For <laughs> I will say this though: Daniel Jones is going to end up being one of the more popular fantasy sleepers next year. His last he's three show, games. He's showing some. I mean, he's he's either had really really huge games or really crappy games, but he's getting this year of experience under his belt. And next year, you know, you would assume everyone's going to come in healthy. You know, they'll do some work on the offensive line. He's going to end up being a sleeper. Yeah, last three games, nine touchdowns, one pick. So, so um, maybe well, he's fumbled right about seventy-six times, but I mean, you know, he needs to he needs to get into the uh, Tiki Barber I mean, school Adams. of not fumbling. Jamal yeah, Adams just, just, just like took the ball. Technically, out technically of that that counts as a fumble, technically, but like, he just that, got snatched. That was a that was a badass play. Yeah, if Daniel Jones can figure out the the fumble. The fumbling issue. Uh, he could be pretty fun for fantasy because he yeah, can scramble dude. and move around. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he yeah, could be pretty dude. fun. Yeah, you know, like, so he got he just got his chain snatched by Jamal Adams. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what happened. He there. got crab. As someone who started the Jets defense, I was uh, I was very happy. That was the yeah. man. That was Jets wild. defense had like what nineteen. They should have a decent day. They had a yeah. good game. Yeah. Uh, last real mirage. I mean, OJ Howard scored a touchdown like for the first time in like ever. Um, it feels like the flow chart lives. Yeah. Right. Uh, isn't it strange that the only stud tight end to stink against them this year was Evan Ingram. Red Ellison <laughs> right. uh, caught the touchdown that day on that game. But Evan Ingram's the only tight end who hadn't had like a huge game against them. Yeah. Ingram yeah. had a few bad drops in that game too. That you're right though. That's so weird. That is, isn't it? Because is, I mean, Hey, look, 
We had a tight end against them, just not the one we predicted. Isn't fantasy yeah. football fun? Isn't oh, this fun man. to predict? I don't know why you guys play it. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, aside from the touchdown, I mean, O.J. Howard, four catches for 47 yards, which in this day and age of tight ends That's is, amazing. Uh, right. That's amazing. You'll take that all day. Yes. Um, so, I mean, the bigger question is, like, do I do I think that this is a thing now? I mean, can we can we count on this? I mean, the Saints, look, they're playing the Saints next week. I mean, yeah. can we buy in? I don't know. Especially now for losing, well, especially for losing Austin Hooper for several weeks. He's sort of in play, right? My guess is that OJ is going to end up on my sit list yeah, this week. I, I, look, if I mean, if you've been holding on to OJ Howard for this long, good on you. And if you played him yesterday, <laughs> even better on you because I, I definitely was wrong about it. But, uh, yeah, I, I want to see way more. Uh, we've got to see at least a couple weeks where Howard is, is at least involved in this offense because for the entirety of this year until he got hurt, it was just the Godwin and Evans show. I mean, Howard was just around like three, four targets per game. It's just that I just don't necessarily think it's something we can trust, but obviously it was finally great to see him. It just took him 10 weeks right. uh, to finally see an O.J. Howard appearance. It was great. It was it was fantastic. Uh, so good on you, all of you people who played him and actually got something out of it. And uh, for those of you who didn't, well. Previously to that point, the sorry. most we saw O.J. Howard was that stupid foul ball he caught. Yeah, the co- in, the, in the playoff right, game, right? Yeah. Like That was it. <laughs> that, was, that had been his best catch all year yeah, long. it's true. Was catching a foul ball at a base. Baseball game. Yep. Um, all right. So let's take a quick look at the waiver wire before we wrap this thing up. Uh, you know, Darius Slayton, we talked about. Again, that's probably one you want to wait on or unless you're really, really hurting and you can wait a week. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that's one to avoid there. Brian Hill. He'll be the number one guy this week. I if, uh, if, yeah, if Devontae Freeman's injury uh, will keep him out, then Brian Hill is going to be uh, just lined up and ready to go. Yep. I keep putting Jamison Crowder in here because he, he keeps needing to be picked up. I think he's, I think he's, he's rostered in like 29% yeah, of dude. NFL.com. Yeah. Oh my God. It's less than 30%. I believe it's like 29%. That is Jets bias if I've ever heard it. Um, Go get him, man, because he's getting targets. I threw Demarius Thomas in here because very quietly he's seeing a lot of work. The, the numbers aren't necessarily huge, but he's getting a lot of targets. Yeah, though. Robbie Anderson's dead. Robbie, I, I, it, I don't know what happened, man. He's I mean, just evaporating. What do you have, what, offense. three targets and one catch for 11 yards, something yeah, like that? And he was just a ghost against Miami, too. I thought that was an amazing spot for him, and yep. he, uh, he failed. To yeah, he's. I mean, there is a reason why there were rumors that the Jets were trying to move him at the trade deadline. Yeah. There is reasons why. Well, also Jets, but yeah. at the same time, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it's just it's not been a good year for Robbie. No, it has not at all, which has been a surprise because uh, I know a lot of us liked him. Uh, Hunter yeah. Renfro is still out there, and he's another guy who's – I know he didn't score a touchdown last week, but Derek Carr is looking his direction a whole lot more. Derek Carr is – I really like Derek Carr's next two Dude, games. Oh, man. Are two really good if you Yeah, if you need a streaming quarterback this week, Derek Carr should be on your list of uh, players to pick up. Absolutely. Sure. Bengals, I, Bengals and Jets next two weeks, and he plays the Chiefs in a likely shootout. It's a pretty, pretty good little schedule for him. Not only a likely shootout, but a game that really has big yeah. divisional implications now. I yeah. mean, with the Raiders w- winning, the Chiefs losing – the AFC West is. I open, would love man. to see the Raiders make the playoffs. I'd love it. It's. I, I, I would, would too, especially it. for the all the folks up there good in Oakland, Derek. man. Yes. Like good for Derek. Good for the folks in Oakland. You know, one last ride before they go off to Vegas. Uh, it would be fun to see. You know, I don't know the odds of them getting a home playoff game, but man, that would be wild. They get one last home playoff game at the Coliseum. Uh, there would be many clouds of smoke <laughs> emanating from uh, from the black hole and elsewhere around there, which would be it would be hilarious and awesome to watch. So yeah, Derek Carr's on the list. Uh, Luke Stalker, we talked about. Uh, with uh, Austin Hooper on the shelf, looks like for a couple of weeks, uh, he's out there. Yep. Nick Foles, you get to uh, you get to yep. start Nick Foles this week. Uh, finally, playing the Colts. Yeah, playing the Colts, which eh, it's sort of a, a middling matchup for him, but he's back in your life if you need a quarterback streamer. Let's do it, Jack Doyle. Yeah, Jack Doyle. Three straight double-digit performances. My favorite plumber. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, look, and and Eric Ebron still has the dropsies, so so Jack Doyle's still going to be in our yeah. lives. Eric Ebron had a uh, he had a Kalen Balage esque game yesterday. Oh, he saw bro, did twelve you, targets. Bro, did you see twelve targets? Five did you catches. see the ball get ripped out of his hands oh, yes. in the end zone? Yeah, it was early in the game. Yeah, that yep. was that it was like the first their, drive first, of the that game. That was their first believe. drive. Uh-huh. Ebron had a touchdown, <laughs> and it it literally got. Uh, the other part of that is that hopefully Jacoby Brissett is back next week. Yeah. Um, God, man. I mean, it seems. Did like, the Colts ever miss Jacoby Brissett yesterday? Right. I mean, oh yesterday was sort of a reminder of why Brian Hoyer has Ooh, been a career boy. backup. Um, the, yeah, that, he looked crap. Even as a Dolphin. How many? The Dolphins defense probably had a pretty good. They've kind of muscled up the last pretty couple good weeks. Game, I mean, they're man. still, they're I mean, still vulnerable. I'm not saying that yeah, they're, yeah, you know, yeah. they're not the Steelers right now, but yep. you know, they've been a little bit tougher. And then lately. it's the holiday season. So Al Rudolph, man, we, we told you to, uh, you know, uh, we told you to pick him up last week. If you were hurting every game that Adam Thielen is out, Kyle Rudolph is a legitimate number one fantasy tight end. If you're hurting at that position. And now with Hooper out, and Angerman a buy, yeah. and all the injuries. Kyle he was a legitimate and uh, that catch that he made in the back of the end zone. That first one. That was, was a thing. That was a thing of man. which today. I'm pretty sure Kirk Cousins was trying to throw that ball away. I think. Oh, so whatever, too. man. That <laughs> I think so too. Of, I think that it was, was a just thing a of beauty. That was an <laughs> incredible catch. And by the way, I talked about it too. Sometimes when you follow a team, you just know a team. And I liked Kirk Cousins this week, and he gave you almost oh, 19 God. fantasy he points. So good it's because the Cowboys had faced a lot of crappy quarterbacks, and Aaron Rodgers didn't have to throw the ball because Aaron Jones scored 400 touchdowns in that game. And the only quarterback that we really stopped was Wentz, and that was it. And, and Kirk Cousins, now he's got Denver. Now, Denver's a different story. I don't know if I'm playing him against Denver. But the Cowboys defense is not as good against quarterbacks as you might think. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, Kirk Cousins is, I would say this, Kyle Rudolph's ascent has also sort of coincided with the Vikings deciding, like, hey, maybe we should throw the ball every once in a while. Yeah, right. Um, you yeah. know, <laughs> so he's been, he's been more targeted. Maybe, maybe, like, Vikings ownership told Zimmer, hey, we're paying this guy a lot of money. Maybe we should let him let throw him the throw ball the a little bit. Football. Yeah. Throw a little exactly. bit. So, uh, By the way, Cowboys Detroit next week. Ooh, that's interesting. Matthew Stafford. I need. I missed him. Ga- I mean, Gall- Galladay had that one touchdown, which was, that was kind an, of that was an incredible yes. throw by Jeff. Yeah. he struggled yesterday. But, but I mean, like play. I, yeah, we need Matthew Stafford back in our lives. Hopefully, he's going to be able to come back from that uh, from that back injury because uh, I do not want to live in a world where I have to start Kenny Galladay with Driscoll throwing on the ball. Every Ooh, week. Man. Oh, by the way, just. From the fun quotient, next week we get uh, Houston and Baltimore. Yes. Deshaun, oh, yes. Deshaun Watson v. Lamar Jackson. Man. That is going to be so just, much fun. Just for a fun quotient, that's high on the list. You thought Lamar week. Jackson had a big game this past week? Man. Well, he might do the same thing against he, Houston. He might put 40 fantasy points. <laughs> he, really might. Yeah, he might. <laughs> man, that's insane. That's insane. So, uh, Before we get out of here, uh, happy Veterans Day to yes. all, all, all who have served. Uh, we certainly appreciate your service. We value it. Uh, we, we thank you, and we wish you all the best uh, on this Veterans Day. Wherever you are listening to this podcast, be it uh, – uh, here domestically or uh, even around the world, because uh, I think some of you guys listen uh, outside of our borders. So uh, we certainly appreciate and respect everything that you guys do for us. So uh, there you go. That is it. We are done. We appreciate you listening and downloading. As always, you know the drill. Rate, review, and remember, if someone says onions are the only food that make you cry, throw a coconut at their face. We'll see you on Wednesday.
you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota. Let's go places. Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like. Whoa. And hmm. not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer.